Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Thursday to you all. Welcome back to the show if you've been here before, and welcome to anyone that is new. Just so you know, the topic of the week is entitled Focus on These Things, and today's episode is called your mental health. But before we jumped into today's episode, again, I want to say happy Thursday. If you are not new around here, you know that Thursdays are my favorite days of the week because I feel like you're so close to the weekend, but you have just enough time to wrap up any sort of projects or work that you need to complete so that you can enjoy your weekend even more so without, you know, the burden of work, unfinished work on your back. You know that feeling? that's the feeling I don't like and so um, I like to be like okay well I'm gonna get all the rest of this done and then Friday's here and you know it's usually even if you have a lot of work to do it's still like a feel-good day because you are about to be done with us a couple days off so anyway I digress happy Thursday I hope that you're having a great day whether your day is just beginning in the middle or towards the end I hope that it's going really well if you are having a tough day I always suggest that you try the five-minute reset which is to take at least five minutes alone take more time if you have it but take five minutes to be alone and allow yourself to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. And it'll allow you to be able to enjoy the day even more going forward and leave behind any problems, issues, burdens, troubles that you may have had earlier in the day. And I I don't see anything wrong with this. And honestly, I would say that you could do this multiple times in a day, even if the day is just really getting messed up or is just rough. So I always suggest that you take at least five minutes to remind yourself that this is a restart and you can um, take a break from any burdens, issues, or problems that you're dealing with. You could also take some time to come up with a resolution for a problem or an issue that is troubling you or hanging over your head so that when you go back to that problem, you can hand out uh, the resolution and be able to move on from that issue. Also, I always suggest everyone come up with a list of at least four things that you are grateful for, big things, small things, medium-sized things. You can be grateful for finding a new restaurant to eat at. You can be grateful for being able to take a nap during your lunchtime. You can be grateful for finally remembering to pack your lunch for work if you do not work from home, or you can just be grateful that you are able to cook your meals um, on the stove every day because you do work from home. So whatever it is, you can be grateful for it, which means that you can be grateful for literally anything and the list is always endless, so you should never run out of things to be grateful for. And last but not least, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day because hopefully with creating your gratitude list and being able to restart your day and take a break from burdens and issues and problems that you are currently dealing with, it'll help to uh, shift your mindset and change your perspective and realize that you have so many things to be grateful for and so many blessings happening in your life. So despite what you're going through, you can still focus on those positive things to help you get through those hard times. But I do hope that you are having a fantastic day today, despite uh, any problems that you may be going through. You know, you just try to look at it on the positive side. That's what I like to do. And again, uh, this week we are talking about focus on these things where I'm talking about um, new things every day that I think are worth your time and energy to actually focus on. And today, Thursday, we're going to talk about your mental health. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in.
Now, you know I could not talk about uh, this topic, focus on these things, without mentioning mental health because if we all aren't focusing on our mental health a little more, we could end up in a place we don't want to be or didn't expect. And I mean that by maybe you end up going down a road of anxiety or high stress or you develop um, panic attacks or depression um, or just other like symptoms of just feeling scared and alone and unsure and so many things. And so if you don't keep an eye on your mental health and see where you're shifting and moving and going, um, especially if you are going through troublesome times, you might end up in a place that you don't want to be. So I believe that mental health should be in the forefront of our mind most of the time. So let's go into the steps I believe are most important for you to know and use to work on improving and strengthening your mental health on the daily. And I wanted to make sure that I included improving if you do need to improve it, but then just strengthening if you already feel like you have a really good handle on your mental health. And then, and if you do, well, then there's nothing wrong with strengthening it and making it um, even better than it already is, right? So today I have seven steps for you. I'm going to try to go through them a little quicker than I have uh, this week so far. I know the episodes have been a little bit longer, still within that average range time, but you know, I just have a lot to say and share with you guys to make sure you know. So anyway, let's jump in. So step one is to set daily intentions. I believe that it's important to set daily intentions because if you wake up and you have um, specific intentions already set up for the day, then you have some goals in mind that you have things that you can work towards. And especially if you know for a fact that you're able to um, accomplish those things pretty easily, then you will feel good moving through the day knowing that you're getting something done and that you don't feel like a failure. You feel like you're accomplishing things. You feel like you're a rock star. You're not you're you're um, completing goals and whatnot so having intentions and even if it's just having the intention of not uh, comparing yourself to someone else that day or not being jealous of your neighbors and your friends or um, just being more positive and not being always on the defense when someone mentions something about you that could be late related to you or not you know even just mental intentions that you set for how you want to feel and how you want to act and respond are super helpful really really helpful and even but even ones that have to do with physical things and tasks and um, things you want to get done that will contribute to your happiness and um, your strength of mindset, those are both important too. So I believe that setting daily intentions, whether it is for your um, mental state or is it physically, which is still related to your mental state, that it'll be really helpful to strengthen and improve your mental health. Because also, if you are able to get up every day and set intentions and fulfill those every single day. Um, And that's why I say intentions. You should probably choose a few so that if you do fall short on one, you still accomplish some others and you still feel good about it. Because if you're waking up every day and you're feeling like a nobody, you're feeling like nothing is going right, nothing is getting completed, nothing is worth anything, uh, then you're just going to fall even deeper into those negative feelings. So by setting daily intentions, you can possibly prevent that. Step two is to forgive yourself in others. Forgiveness 
is so important to mental health because if you decide not to forgive yourself or others, you're really just putting yourself in a prison, a prison of pain and hurt and distancing uh, yourself from other people that have, you know, put the hurt on you. And whether they meant to or not, that is not your decision to judge really you need to take the step of actually forgiving them and if someone does you wrong because honestly if you just continue to hold that against them that may or may not affect them at all more likely not because even if they're affected by it by just a little bit temporarily it doesn't mean that that's going to stick and they'll probably just find a way to get over it and move on but you're still stuck with those feelings you know you are still burdening yourself with those feelings of of hurt and pain and disloyalty and um, just like the suffering that you're enduring on yourself on purpose because you refuse to just forgive. And forgiving is not forgetting at all by any means. It's really just moving on from the issue because you're not giving them a pass. And believe me, this is a hard concept for me. It's an easy one to understand, right? But it's a hard one to do in practice because you just, it's because when you're in the moment and when you're mad and you're upset and you're in pain, you don't want to just move on from it. You're going to be like, Sabrina, I just want to, I don't want to move on from it. I get that, but you have to make the decision, you know, um, it's, it's just like, uh, the saying that's in, um, one of my, uh, small group devotional things that we're doing at my church is that, um, choices first and feelings follow because you have to make the choice to forgive before you will feel like you want to forgive and that's with anything so choices first feelings follow and and I totally believe that you have to make the choice to forgive them you have to make the choice to move on and not let it keep you prison in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit because you're only you're only causing pain to yourself, not the other person. And then in regards to forgiving yourself, that's even worse because you're already alone with yourself for however much part of the day. And then by holding things against yourself because you didn't measure up to whatever expectations that you had or you made mistakes, which you all do, that's not going to be fair and you're not going to help yourself grow and learn and change by hold, by continually holding against yourself. So I encourage you to forgive yourself and others which will help to free and open your mindset uh, to allow yourself to make mistakes and also to move on from issues that you don't need to hang on so dearly because of the pain it was and because not wanting to let people slide and feeling like you don't have the ability to let things go and because of the whole you know everything should be fair kind of situation I understand that I feel like part of my reason why I have trouble forgiving people is because I feel like the, there should be justice involved when in reality, I am not the judge and jury of anyone but myself. And even then, <laughs> you know, it's like you just need to realize what happened, you know, and, and, and don't play the game of like, well, if they apologize, then I'll forgive them. Like, no, because they might not, right? You have to make the decision that, okay, I'm just going to forgive them. They made a mistake, whether they did it on purpose or not. And I am, and acknowledge your feelings, be like, I'm hurt from this, this has hurt me, and maybe you're able to share those feelings with them, and whether they will engage with that or not, it's up to them, but at least you got it out, and then you can just move on, and it doesn't mean that you have to still be buddy-buddy with them or friends, no, you don't have to 
reconcile at all. You just need to forgive them and be able to move on from it, not continually hold it against them, which is also holding you down and holding you back. Step three is to stop comparing yourself to others. This is easier said than done too completely. I have this problem and I feel like a lot of people have this problem because of social media, right? I feel like we go on there and we want to be inspired and motivated by people that are on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter, whatever it is. And you're like, oh my gosh, they have such a rocking body and I want to work out like them and I want to, you know, be able to fit into clothes like them and I want to be able to play an instrument or make videos like that or be an artist like that, you know, and then you, and then if you have some of those similar things, you're like, but I can never draw like that or I can never look like that or I can never do that workout or I can never do my makeup like that or I can never paint pictures like that or draw like that because you're just comparing yourself and believe me I have trouble with this too I'm constantly comparing myself to other people um even though I feel like it's not constantly anymore I feel like I've cut back on it but it's still a really big problem that I am dealing with and trying to overcome and realizing that there is no necessary need for me to compare myself to others because we're all made differently and if we're always out there trying to compare ourselves to others and be just like someone else then that really just gets rid of the originality that we have also gets rid of the originality that that person has because you're trying to be exactly like them be a copy of them when really we should it all just shine what we have and who we are and I know that sounds like the cheesiest cheese you've ever heard but it's true and we all should try to shine our light as bright as we can plus when we compare ourselves we're literally trying to crush who we are we're trying to like kind of um, bury who we truly are when we really just need to just live and breathe in who we are and what we're all about. Now, I understand being motivated by someone who's, you know, in shape and you want to be in shape like like them, but just know and realize that you'll never look exactly like them no matter what you do, unless you do a crazy amount of plastic surgery and even then. Um, and just know that if you want to be an artist like someone else, yes, your work could be comparable, but it's not going to be the exact same because you're going to have different um, characteristics in the way that you paint or draw things and you're going to have um, different uh shading techniques or you're going to have just a different way that you choose colors and and then create a story that way so just know that like yeah everyone's going to be different but that's the beautiful thing about the world and I understand using someone as like um, inspiration uh, but do not try to be just like them and don't compare yourself to them because honestly you don't even know what's truly going on behind their mask of how they're actually feeling about everything and you don't know what kind of pain they're going through um, and you don't know what season of life they're in either because maybe they're just in a different season of life that you will finally get to at some point when you are ready to get to it so okay so step number four is a classic and I always mention it is to practice gratitude. If you continually work on practicing gratitude, you will have a more positive, happy mind state because you're continually reflecting back on the things that you're grateful for, that you're thankful for, that you feel are blessings in your life. And again, like I say at the top of every single show, if you spend more time thinking and dwelling on the positive things, the good things, the blessings in your life, it will help you to get through all of those hard things because you're realizing that despite what you're going through without diminishing it in any any way at all, 
that you still have all these amazing things happening to you. And I feel like what happens when we constantly dwell on the negative is all that's all we see. It's like this narrow vision that we create for ourselves that since this one thing is happening or these several things are happening, that means everything's bad. It means that it's like a blanket that's covering everything, which isn't true. Honestly, if we took a couple steps back and widen our perspective of how our life is going, we would notice that it's probably a lot smaller than we think. And we need to spend more time thinking about those positive blessings in our life, revel in those things, be grateful for those things, and know that those are the things that we have that are meant to be there to help carry us through those hard times, which will also be good because they're learning lessons, learning opportunities, growth opportunities, and the necessary changes that we may need in that season to move to another season of life. Okay, so step number five is to take time away from technology. This is also a classic one, something that every single list or advice person would tell you about improving your mental health. And I definitely list it here because I do find that it can be helpful. Like if there are times where I am so busy and I am away from my phone and I haven't checked Instagram at all that hour or the last couple hours, or most of the day, it's actually really refreshing to me. And honestly, I have found when I don't even, so I am an avid music lover. I literally like to listen to music 95% of the time. I'm not even kidding. Like when I was younger, I used to listen to music to go to sleep. I used to listen to it to wake up. In the morning when I was getting ready for school, I would have MTV on and be playing the same music videos because they would play the same ones in the same order every single morning during the weekday. And I would listen to those and I would listen to CDs in my disc man (laughs) on the bus to school. You know, I was obsessed with music and I still am. But I have found that sometimes I can literally just sit in a room, no phone, no music, no TV, nothing. And the sweet, quiet sounds of my home or if I'm sitting outside, just the sounds of nature and the trees and the cars and whatever else and the dogs barking in the neighbor's yard as comforting to me. And it's like a break. It's giving my mind a break from the constant scroll, from the constant worry or nitpickiness that some of us may have when we're on our technology, when we're on our computer, when we're on our phone. And, um, and it even helps to quiet our mind or maybe open up our mind to have a little bit more thinking time because we're not trying to continually shove things in there to process back to back to back to back. You know what I mean? So I encourage you to take some time away from technology, even if it's just for an hour a day where you go do something else. Um, Maybe you go and do a tour in your home or maybe you do listen to some music, but you don't check your socials or maybe you... um, have a podcast on in the background but again you don't check it or maybe you just have a day where you're free of technology and you play board games with your family and you go on walks together and you talk to people in person and you just enjoy your time that way or you practice some sort of meditation or you read a book whatever it is I even listen to music while I read books So I get that if you do that too, but just try to do something without your technology, at least for a little bit every single day or every few days, and you will feel that reprieve and um, just just an opening in your mind, just like a clearing, just like a deep breath for yourself. 
Okay, so in step number six, second to last step is to manage your expectations for yourself and others. So I wanted to make sure <laughs> that I talked about expectations because expectations are one of those things that can create such a negative mindset because if we're setting high expectations for ourselves and then pushing those same expectations onto everyone else in our life, it's not going to end good for us, right? It's not going to be positive. It's not going to be happy. You're going to be so anxious, um, anxious and upset and worried that others are not going to reach your expectations and then you're going to have to go and do whatever it is yourself or, you know, just make up for it in some sort of way. And that's not fun. It's not fun to literally be sitting around waiting for the other shoe to drop or waiting to be disappointed um, because they didn't measure up. And honestly, you will be so surprised when they do shoot higher in their expectations and what they deliver if you decide to lower them a bit. And I'm not saying they have to be rock bottom, but in a more minimal, manageable kind of range so that you know people have a chance to wow you and surprise you and then people have a chance to just measure up right so you just need to be more fair and then in regards to expectations for yourself um a lot of times those that that um struggle wow i was gonna say focus but i meant struggle those that struggle with being a people pleaser or a perfectionist will really have a hard time um, managing the expectations for themselves because they want to do everything perfect. They want to do everything right. They don't want to mess anything up. And when they do, super hard on themselves. They think they're just nothing like a, a pile of garbage, which is not true, but that's where the mindset is, right? So by working on lowering your expectations for yourself, you can be able to give yourself more grace, allow yourself to make more mistakes so you can go through those growth and learning opportunities that mistakes um, provide you, which is amazing, especially if you look at it that way every single time that, that happens. Yes, you can be embarrassed and and um, sad for a moment, but then realize, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I go and take this knowledge with me into the future? So um, by managing your expectations, so you really just um, allow yourself to be even more pleasantly surprised when people arise above the minimal um lower expectations that you can just set. It'll just help you not be so anxious or disappointed or, um, um, and then less, it'll, it'll help to also lessen any sort of control issues that you may have because, again, I find that in my experience with this is that if people didn't hit my high expectations, I felt like I need to swoop in and fix everything and control the whole thing so that hopefully next time they would when in reality I needed to take a step back and realize I wasn't even supposed to be involved. So, um, okay, so step seven which is the final step, um, is to find healthy ways to assert yourself. So if you don't find healthy ways to assert yourself, you will find yourself in anger or you will find yourself being passive and not asserting yourself at all. So you need to not be the aggressive and not be the passive. You need to be assertive. You need to be able to share how you feel and what's going on and how it has affected you in a way that really gets your point across but isn't too aggressive and isn't passive where you're not getting your point across at all whatsoever. And it's healthy to be assertive and share what's inside because if you are continually letting things build, build, build and letting people walk all over you, then 
one, people are going to get used to that and think that you're a doormat, but two, and think that you don't care. But two, you're going to blow over at some point of not um, being able to share how things are going for you, how it's affecting you, and what should be done in order to help you deal with what you're struggling through, going through, coping with, whatever it may be. But by asserting yourself healthfully, by like going to someone and being like, hey, you know, you did this and this is how it made me feel. You may not have intended it or maybe you didn't feel this way, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted you to know how I felt and how it affected me and how it, how I've decided that I need to do this, that, and the other to help myself um, move on from this or to avoid it or however you want to go about it. But you see how that's better than being like, oh my gosh, you did this, you did that and being so accusing, which honestly... You know, this is going to hurt, but just realize that no one makes you do anything, right? You make the choice. You make the choice to feel hurt, to feel sad, to feel offended, right? You can choose to not. You can. You can absolutely make the choice to not feel those things, but you choose to. So you cannot, you can not attack someone else and tell them that they caused all these things because they didn't do anything. I mean, they did something, but it just caused you to have the reaction that you decided to have. Um, But they didn't like make you feel upset or mad. And maybe they even did it on purpose, but it still is your choice to choose which emotion you are going to react with. I know that's really sucky, but it's true. So just understand (laughs) that you know, whatever you, you, whatever way that you want to respond and assert yourself, you cannot attack anyone else. You need to speak in I statements where I feel statements rather. You need to be like, I feel this, I feel that. This is what I feel like I need to do, blah, blah, blah. And um, whether or not they resonate with what you're saying and agree, at least you were able to get your point across and share with them how you feel and not have to continually bottle it up anymore, which honestly creates this, um, this fullness in your mind of feeling like no one understands you, no one knows how you're feeling, no one no one is willing to listen, you know, you kind of like bubble up with all of this emotion and feel like you just need to get it out and then it's like a volcano of emotions and you feel better afterwards but you kind of spew on everyone and it can create problems in relationships and different other dynamics in your life. So I encourage you to find a healthy way to assert yourself by just sharing with them how you're feeling, what you feel like you need to do, how things should change, and what to do moving forward. So you guys, that is it. That is it for today's episode. Um, and you know, it's still running long. I'm so sorry, guys. But I hope that you really enjoyed it. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope you come back for tomorrow's episode, which is the last episode of the week of this talk topic, talking about focus on these things. Check the description box for notes for the show, where to find me on Instagram, uh, my email address for any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topic suggestions, or just to say, Hey, hi, and hello to me. But until next time, have a good one, and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.